Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Passion and Purpose. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, yeah, I I would encourage you this summer to go back on many of the different things that we've done over the last three years. Been a blast doing that. The greatest thing for me is reconnect with old friends and tell them the stories of God. And so, hey, thrilled today to have Chase Moore here with us. Glad to be here. Uh, And um, man, for those who don't know you, uh, you and your wife, uh, Lacey, uh, you're leading our church in Washington, D.C. It's true. Uh, mm-hmm. After quite a journey, which we want you to tell yes. us about. Sure. Uh, and take a few minutes. Just tell us about kind of your background, who you are, how you came to Jesus, Lacey, mm-hmm. marriage, all that yeah. good stuff to give us context for what God's doing today. Yes. It's been a journey. <laughs> and and when I see, uh, when I, all, I work with so many young adults in yes. D.C., we're predominantly right. young adult church right now. And uh, they have so many plans, and I'm always like, uh-huh. find somebody who's 50 in the room and ask them if life looked like they thought it would. Wow! And find me the person who who actually is like, yeah, it, it's how I planned it. And wow. that's we're only in our late 30s, and that's been our sure. story. Yeah. And so uh, we never thought we'd be in Washington D.C. We can't mm. believe ourselves. We we wake up and pinch ourselves at where God has us mm. in the season. And uh, but yeah, I grew up in in Texas and Dallas sub between course, Dallas suburbs Texas, and where everybody's East moving Texas. from around that's the world. Right. And uh, I grew up in a, a pretty broken home. My, my parents were divorced before I was old enough to remember their marriage. And my mom struggled with mental illness and my dad struggled with addiction. And, and I can say, um, you know, even in the midst of their brokenness, they were always so affirming, wow. so affectionate. Wow. And I really did see their love cover a multitude of sins. Mm. But it's still, of course, brokenness sure. leaves scars and yeah. it's hard. And so... I lost my mom when I was nine years old. She suddenly passed away. Um, and then my dad spent time incarcerated. Just a very difficult season for a nine-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. And I've got a twin sister. And we, we suffered through those things together and fell into the wonderful, loving, extended family that really mm-hmm. helped us, grandparents who laid down their lives to shepherd us and raise us in those years. And it was in those formative years of really brokenness that I really understood the story of Jesus. And I remember going to a simple kids camp and and having heard the story of Jesus mm-hmm. and kind of understand the crucifixion, but really that story in John 9, mm-hmm. where they come across a blind man and the disciples say, what happened? Is it this guy's fault or is it his parents' fault that yeah. he was born blind? Wow. And and Jesus says, it's not that he or his parents sinned, but that the glory of God could be displayed in his mm-hmm. life. And something about that, that Jesus penetrated my heart and mm. I thought about my dad's addiction and, and my mom's death and mm. all these things and I thought you know it's there, there's there maybe there's not something fundamentally right. wrong with me mm. um, of course beyond my own sin sure of course maybe God's not punishing me maybe this this person Jesus really does have a hope right. for my life and it just began a trajectory I, I that week I prayed what we call the sinner's prayer but but for the next several years didn't have discipleship and ended up my dad uh, coming out of, of jail and just laying his life down and working hard every day to provide for us and rebuild a relationship. Now, let me pause you a second. So what age was that kids camp? What age did you get I started? was 10. 
I was 10, 10 years old. 10 okay, years so old. I just want to make a note or a shout out to everybody. And that is that they, the rough stat is that between um, five and 15 years old, 85% of the people basically come to Jesus yeah. before they're 15 years yeah. old. I think that's right. Sure. Right in there. So that's significant so because significant. those kids camps, those investment in kids, a lot of times we kind of bypass the kids to mm-hmm. get to the adult, the young adult, or to get on yeah. with life. But man, that changed the trajectory of your life or put the Holy Spirit inside of you no doubt. to start helping you with life yeah. at the very yeah. least. He, so even, when, yeah. when, and, and when did dad come back out of prison and help? Yeah, him? by that time we were going into seventh grade, so 12, okay. 13. Okay. And um, he wanted us to be a part of a local church. Uh, and, and they actually had a youth group. I'd never been part of a youth group before. And so wow. that same sensitivity to the stories of the Bible was there, but mm-hmm. also a lot of uh, junior high sure. mischievous sure. boy in me. And I remember, so my I was idling through spirituality, uh, I mean, as a junior high kid. And I remember being on the eighth grade. Uh, sitting on the back row on a Wednesday night youth service and passing notes with my friends and just laughing. I could not tell you what my youth pastor Todd was talking about until in the middle of his talk and like about 120, 130 students, he stopped and called out my name. And I'm on the back row and he said, Chase Moore. And you've probably heard me tell this story before if you know me very well. And I just froze like a deer in headlights. And he said, do you believe that God wants to use you to change the world? Mm. And like... I just wow. nodded to keep the attention off of sure. me. And he said, then pay attention. And he went on preaching. Wow. And he might look back and be like, I shouldn't have been so hard on that kid. I was irritated. But the Holy Spirit mm. took that truth that God had a plan for my life and just, and, it, and and I would say that was the moment I got activated in my faith. Mm. And I can honestly say through all the brokenness, sin, failures on my part through the years, there, there's been some, of course. But from that moment, I have been forward leaning into Jesus yeah. because somebody spoke truth and called wow. that who I am. Hmm. And, and so through high school, this same youth pastor began to disciple me when I didn't know I was being discipled. He was just investing me and calling out giftings in me, teaching me how to read, read my Bible and spend time with God. And I would say the most formative years of my life spiritually where after he taught me how to read the Bible and pray, mm-hmm. and I would go in my room as a junior and senior in high school and just close the door and for hours and sometimes in, up into the late hours of the night, just spend time in God's mm-hmm. Word and memorize wow. Scripture and pray and yeah. worship. And it just it changed everything. And yeah. so went to school to do ministry, uh, you know, still honestly carrying a lot of the brokenness of some sexual addiction and things that so many adolescents like we, we struggle with, sure. so many men still struggle sure. with. And and so I didn't have a lot figured out, but I knew I wanted more of God. I was getting a Bible degree. I knew I in some way wanted to be in the ministry and in church um, and, and was figuring all that out in college. Two significant things happened, two mm-hmm. loves. I found two more loves in college Mm -hmm. and one was the nations uh Mm. i had a roommate who went to india my freshman year and he asked me pray for me i said yeah i'll pray for you every day and i really meant it maybe for Mm. the first time and in in this that summer of interceding for him one day i just got up from my knees of praying and i just said i just knew in my heart i was supposed to go and not just pray and the next summer had an encounter in the nations where i just realized the task at hand and how could i do anything else for the rest of my life and so that shaped the trajectory of our next decade at least and really we're still on that journey and then the other great love is my wife we she is three years older than me 
And so we dated right before she graduated and then she went off to the nations for two years while I finished my undergrad. Um, we, we came, we got married in May of 2008, um, and, and knew by that time we wanted to both go to the nations and we're looking for the open door. And that's kind of how we found Antioch, honestly, and came here thinking we've got, I've got my Bible degree and my wife's got experience overseas. We can kind of dip our toe in the water at Antioch. They'll kind of give us the endorsement we need. And then off we go. Mm -hmm. And we hadn't been here a couple of weeks doing the training school when we realized actually we wanted somebody to send us out and we found family. We found tribe. Mm-hmm. This is it. Um, and this family did send us out. So mm-hmm. in 2011, we moved to Kathmandu, Nepal and started a coffee business. We're doing work in villages on the border. I mean, time of our life, time of our life. And uh, and just felt like we were right where we wanted to be. Mm-hmm. All these years of praying and preparing for this. Um, and then about five years in, felt like something just shifted. Mm-hmm. and. I, I really felt the Lord speaking to me, it is time to pastor and preach. Mm. Which for a lot of my friends at Antioch was like, where's that coming from? Mm-hmm. Because I had been so bent on getting to the sure. mission field. Sure. Uh, but I knew from youth group and college that I knew that God had given me a, a desire to teach, a gifting in that area mm-hmm. and leadership. And so it was coming back to the States in 2017 and learning to reacclimate to that gifting and a culture in, in America that had drastically changed I feel in my absence and then before we know it we're invited to, go to, to jump on this train in Washington DC that is already rolling and I don't know where else outside the kingdom that you can go from villages in the Tibetan border toward leading worship services on the National Mall in Washington <laughs> DC God can do that though and well, let's, so, so let me let me let's, let's backtrack a little bit because we're gonna spend we're gonna break this into two podcasts okay. Today's your story, and uh, and then the next podcast will kind of tease out what God's doing in Washington mm-hmm. D.C. because God puts all those pieces together. Yeah. So um, you feel this call to the nations, yeah. praying for a roommate. I love that because you're interceding, you're mm-hmm. sowing into the right. nations, and then God captures your heart for the nations. Yes, you know I think a lot of people. Uh, listen to this podcast say yeah what's the nation's deal or yeah I went on a short-term trip one time but I love Psalm 2.8 that says ask of me and I will give the nations yes. as an inheritance so whether you feel called long-term or not to the nations we're yes. all connected to the nations yes. by the Spirit of the Lord yes if we participate for the nations mm-hmm. and um, and I, I'm gonna an unashamed little plug here we're doing a worldwide prayer initiative Come for on. Myanmar uh, because there's windows of time where God highlights a nation, like Nepal, mm-hmm. Nepal, where you guys were. There was a season where God was moving so powerfully, and I think mm-hmm. He still is. Yes. But there was church planting going on everywhere yeah, because absolutely. God was highlighting it after mm-hmm. all the intercession. So God's highlighting the country of Myanmar, and I just want to encourage anybody listening to this podcast, especially if it's before July the sixth of 2021. We're going to go live from uh, the International House of Prayer. Go to IHOP and join us. All right, that's an unashamed plug. Let's go back to you. <laughs> so we got prayer. We're sowing to the nation. God calls us to the nations. And um, when you guys are in the nations, what do you guys see God doing? Like, what's different? Why would you, when you're in the nations, what's different about being in your in the States? What was different for you guys? Man, I think, you know... Uh, one of our other church planners who led my discipleship school before we moved overseas, I, re- I remember him telling me just on a personal level, you will 
you will grow in six months what takes you a decade right if you stay in the states wow because god will bring you to the end of yourself so quickly or you'll you'll let yourself be out on the edge mm-hmm. where really god can meet you mm-hmm. and uh and that was that was our story on a personal level mm-hmm. is is that you're out there and there's seasons we had team there's seasons where it was just Lacey and i mm-hmm. uh we went through a natural disaster that killed nine thousand people a devastating yeah, earthquake. earthquake and 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 th- these are places where it's like god you you have to meet me you know mm-hmm. and that's even in addition to just the what can be sometimes daily discouragement of like sure. god, i don't even know i can get out of bed the right. task is so overwhelming i feel like i've made such little progress and so in that space god shows up on, on a personal way sure. and I, I remember thinking and god kind of showing me this picture of me on a deserted island and just zooming out further and further and and i remember the lord saying you are asking me to put you in a place where only i can be enough mm. and i will do it it won't be easy but i will do it and i i really felt like god met Lacey and i on a personal level that way mm-hmm. where he really did become our portion and sure. i look back at our time overseas and all the adventures and all the stories some great ones a few highlights <laughs> lots of hard times and i'm like but god you were our portion at the yeah. end of that season yeah and I'm, i wouldn't trade it for anything um yeah. you know and so i think that's a piece of it i yeah. think you see the world in such a different way mm-hmm. and i know there's so many things our culture and society is wrestling with right now and what i want to say to my generation and younger is Get on the get in the nations. Mm-hmm. Get in the nations. Mm-hmm. Don't let your perspective just be shaped by a microcosm of what's going on in American this nation. Right. America in yes. 2021 is not the climax of world history. Mm-hmm. That climax is when Jesus comes. We're yes. not the biggest chapter in the book. There's right. so many places where yeah. God is moving. Yeah. And let's get out there in that story yeah. and not stay stuck in our corner. Yeah, you know, it's a is they they often say it's like ministering to the poor. You start by thinking they need me, but you realize you also need them. Yeah. So it's true with the nations. Every culture has a beauty and a perspective, and every culture is flawed, right? So right. every culture is flawed, and every culture has a beauty. I think a lot of times, subconsciously, we've exalted the American culture, uh, you know, as the deal. Mm-hmm. But when we go to the nations, we see God, and we get mm-hmm. perspective, and it actually gives us more power to be able to address if it's American culture that we're called to. So I couldn't agree more with you. You know, uh, they did this statistic years ago of kids that grew up on the mission field. And you got two splits, right? You got the kid that got bitter because Mm -hmm. the parents sacrificed over them and Mm -hmm. didn't include them in the vision. And then you had these incredibly successful heads of companies, corporations, mm-hmm. influencers in society that grew up overseas yeah. and they're speaking back into the American culture. And, you know, we we're, uh, I always love, because I never know where these podcasts are going to go, but <laughs> as we're talking about your story, you and Lacey are who you are in Washington, D.C. because of the brokenness of your past, because of, of uh, actually Lacey's stable past. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're church background and being exposed to people who shared the gospel mm-hmm. who believed the bible mm-hmm. you know yes. a lot of supportive uh, people around you mm-hmm. but the nations gives you a unique perspective even as you land mm-hmm. in a place like washington dc sure. because your goal is not just america yeah right your goal yeah. is the world and of course the world is in washington dc mm-hmm. so as we kind of wrap up this first part uh just uh your observation of 
Uh, like you said, speaking back as a, you were a young adult pastor here in Antioch Waco in that interim period of time. But speaking to this generation, you said, hey, go to the nations. What are a few other things that you would say from your experience are needful right now for uh, a young adult? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I wish Jesus had given a little more clarity around what to do with our life. You mm. know, if he'd have said anything like, hey, lose your life and you'll find it, that would be really helpful. Yes. Oh, he did say that, oh. of course. Oh, yeah, there it is. I mean, I, I really, like, it's so simple, and, right. and yet the most difficult thing to do right. to lay down our life. And I know that we, we're in a moment in history when our, our, our career goals or our dreams are so, um, seem so near and so right. worth pursuing, and that ambition right. is so right. But it just has never been the formula for the kingdom mm. that if my image on Instagram or if my goals are what I pursue, then I will reach it. That's never been the formula for how we find our life mm. in the kingdom. It's always been if I'll lose my life, right. I'll find it. If I'll lay my life down. And I think there's such a, an obsession with finding yourself and your identity and your truth. And you just won't find that mm. until you're really seeking God's face and mm. on in, in his heart. And we're going to talk about this, I'm sure, sure. But our people that are most fruitful in D.C. Right. are the people who are in amazing places, like amazing careers, have such an amazing education. And what makes them so whole and fruitful is that if if God said tomorrow, move to Yemen, they drop it and do it. It's just they're not in it for that. They're in it for Jesus. And when I look back on my story, I'm so glad I didn't have it figured out. I'm so glad I was free from the pressure of having to have it figured out. Mm. That knowing I can follow Jesus and say yes to him in this next season, Mm. and that will be enough. Yeah. And like nobody has said yes to Jesus at every single turn, step by step, and ended up in the wrong place. There you go. Nope. Love it, love it, love it, Chase. And I think that's maybe the admonition for today, right? Nobody ultimately abandons their heart to Jesus, their life to Jesus, their career to Jesus, and ends up in a ditch. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you won't have a narrow way. It doesn't mean <laughs> right. life won't be challenging. Right. But God's commitment is not only to carry us but to meet with us and shape us and change us yeah so what i love of uh, this thought i've often had is god gives us a vision for greatness because we're made to want more out of yeah. life but then we come to him and he shapes us into his vision yes. for us mm-hmm. not us shaping ourselves yeah i think that's what we're both contending for hey don't go out and shape yourself mm-hmm. let god shape you yeah yeah. And to do that, you got to live like this instead of like this. Yeah. Amen. All right. We love you guys. Hey, thanks for listening in. And hey, part two's coming your way with Chase Moore. We're going to talk <laughs> about what God's doing in Washington, D.C. Love That's you good. guys. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.